Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. More than half of employees surveyed in North America plan to look for a new job in 2021, according to a new report. While separate research shows that a quarter of workers plan to quit their jobs outright once the COVID-19 pandemic subsides and recruiting efforts ramp up even more. Employers were experimenting and experiencing high rates of turnover prior to the economic shutdown triggered by the pandemic last spring. But since then, quick rates reached their lowest levels in nine years. Voluntary job leaving will continue to increase significantly in 2021 as employees resume job searches they put off for over a year. In this HR chat interview, I welcome back the fantastic, awesome, wonderful <laughs> Jesse Ryan, founder of High Road Human Capital, a veteran-owned diversity supplier. He's uh, He's been on the show a couple of times before, and he's just a stand-up guy. And uh, he and I, we had, we had a chat, gosh, uh, a bit over a year ago now, when when the whole world started going to to heck if you like um in in march april of, of 2020 and uh, the conversation we had then i hope is going to be one which is very very different to the one that we have we have today um it was pretty sad at the time uh, the labor market trends were not great at the time but things are looking up right jesse jesse welcome to the show by the way oh thank you bill i was i was waiting for that i've been here the whole time but uh <laughs> thank you for the kind words and the uh the, the trip down memory lane and uh, thank you for the invitation today. It was unexpected, but welcomed. So, uh, yeah, that was just me rambling on. Um, why don't we start by you painting painting a different picture, I expect, of, of the labor market as we come out of the worst of COVID? Well, you know, I, I think back to that last conversation, and, and you were used the word sad, and, and certainly there was global sadness with what was happening to people out there. But from a business perspective, I wouldn't have called it sad. And looking back in it in retrospect, I think a better word uh, would have been scary and, and words like fear, but more fear of the unknown uh, or fear of what possibly could go wrong. Because it seemed what could go wrong was going wrong at the time. What I can tell you is at least for high road human capital, it was reasonably short lived. And what I mean by that is yes, last we spoke, the late February, March, April, May. Uh, yeah, we took a hit just like everybody else, I, I think. But uh, the data shows us when we go back and look at it. And from what I've been able to capture over the last 18 months, while um, a lot of other third party um, hiring uh, vendors, um, also known as staffing, traditional staffing agencies, while I was hearing those sad horror stories there where they were down to zero and a lot of them were going out of business, um, High Road was fortunate in that our biggest drop uh, in any particular month was about 55%. So what that meant for my team is, uh, were we all making uh, the same money? Were we all doing the same volume of business? No, uh, but everybody on my team was earning. And that was a very satisfying uh, thing to be able to do uh, within High Road. And very quickly, I'm happy to talk about it uh, as we go through this conversation, but very quickly, and as early as June of 2019, or sorry, 2020 rather, um, from, a, from a, our perspective, our clients started to come out of the fog very quickly. To that point, September of 2020, uh, so 10 months ago, 
was actually an all-time high billable hours for high road. So I know a lot of other organizations, and I, I know certainly another a lot of other vertical markets uh, struggled and, and still struggle. Uh, we were fortunate in that, say, since July to date, uh, we've only grown and we're on trajectory to have our best year ever. That's great news. And it's, it, that's so great to hear that because, you know, there were so many companies that, that, that struggled for a long time. And, and to hear that you picked back up again by, by June-ish is, is, is very encouraging. So I'd like to chat to you now about what, what High Road is seeing in, in the market for, from your clients mm-hmm. and from your, from your sales prospects, Jesse. Obviously, you know, this is called the HR Chat Show. And uh, a lot of our yes. listeners are are HR people, but also they're they're talent professionals, they're, they're TA professionals, that they're, they're maybe in in a recruiting firm, or they 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 work as a hiring manager in some capacity. What, what, what's what's your take? What have you seen, and 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 how would you maybe relate that in a wider in a wider capacity to to what others have been going through? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my my two cents, the Jesse Ryan analysis, and I'm not saying by no means is this gospel. It's just what I've been able to piece together. And I think a lot of us are still trying to piece this together to try and predict what the future looks like. But um, where it's going really started in that June, July timeframe. And my analysis is this, and and I'll try not to be too long-winded because I know I can be verbose at times. I think when the pandemic hit and we were all at our lowest lows, yes, there were mass layoffs um, and and, and a um, a lot of empty hallways, let's call it that way. But what that did for corporations, those that survived, and not only those that survived, but those that continued to do uh, all right, if not well, if not thrive through the pandemic, what occurred was mass layoffs, which equaled mass savings. Um, And then what were those layoffs? What were those? What was that human capital? How were they executing within the business? Well, sales and marketing, I think out of the gates took the biggest hit. If there's not business coming in, um, there's no one to, to sell to. So let's shut down sales and marketing. So all those sales initiatives, all of those campaigns, all of those marketing events, conferences, roundtables, all those things that uh, companies budget tens, hundreds, or millions of dollars annually to to um, execute against. We're all gone. So come June, July, where organizations kind of got the sense, okay, this is bad, but it's not a complete meltdown. We're still going to be able to operate. And all that time, their their bank accounts were growing significantly. And then when we started to come out in that in that September. October, November timeframe, I think where the reallocation of funds went was hiring back the employees that they um, let go, but weren't ready yet to invest heavily back into sales and marketing. So I think a lot of organizations that could afford to double down on human capital, double down on hiring and talent. So when we ask ourselves, where do we see this coming, where we see this going, um, the market uh, right now is on fire, and I'm happy to qualify that with, with a few key indicators, but I really think it's just the tip of the iceberg. It's the calm before the storm. So as much as organizations now are struggling to backfill the people that they let go and struggling to, to fill new headcount, we haven't seen anything yet. Wait for it because the, um, the, the, the avalanche is coming. This is nothing yet. 
Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, the the, the labour market uh, movement of uh, folk, it, it is on fire. It's super hot. We're, we've perhaps never seen a, a war for talent this fierce. And um, without without you giving away all of your 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 secrets, Jesse, your your, your secrets of success. Uh, although mm-hmm. I, sh- I, sh- I should just mention, listeners, uh, one of the things that I like and respect about Jesse is that he's never had an issue sharing sharing how to be successful, um, and he always underlines it with the fact that there's hard work involved. Um, but <laughs> without giving away all of your secrets, but for those for those uh, talent acquisition professionals out there who are perhaps not quite as good at their job as you are, Jesse, how how, mm-hmm. how can they how can they jump on? on this opportunity and in a profitable and, and sustainable way you know I, i'm sure there'll be lots of people who could act in a recruitment capacity for a short term given what's happening right now but how can they do that in a way that that will, that will build up a business for them well I, i'd love to be able to say there's a, and and bill I'm, I'm always one to give away our secrets and then then they're not secrets um you know if i can give a, a tidbit to the market and they run with it um mazel tov, all the better i, I want to see everybody succeed um, but what can what can folks do moving forward? What can talent acquisition and, and talent centric people do moving forward? Um, there's no magic bullet. There's no silver bullet. There's still no AI. That's uh, there's no box or no switch or no button that's going to magically make things all right. And uh, I hate to be um, a fuddy duddy and, and a, an, an old man on this, but I come back to it, and it's where High Road's been having a lot of success, and it's absolute mastery of the fundamentals when it comes to dealing with other human beings and hiring them and attracting them and sourcing them. So it's over communicate. Um, And in this market, it's he or she or they that bring and drag their candidate once they've engaged them from from hello, uh, they who drag the candidate kicking and screaming across the finish line first uh, are going to win. So it's things I've said before, I'm not sure on your podcast, but I've certainly said them out loud before, removing as many hoops for a candidate to jump through as possible, Um, removing those because they just don't have the time for it. If you're a staffing agency for the first time, maybe in your career or in your organization's best practice, I think it's time to stop coveting um, your client. Stop protecting the name of your client because they're, if you think they're going to do an end run around you and you're going to lose, um, you're going to lose the role and you're going to lose the commission. Number one, it almost never happens. And I think to be able to win in this market, you have to be as transparent as possible out of the gate with your candidate base, particularly if you're sourcing them passively. And then on on the on the client side, on the corporate side, um, it is speed. But what we're still seeing is even even through this pandemic, even in this absolute war for talent, unfortunately, we're seeing little to no innovation, little to no change um, on on the client side. So the hiring manager and even HR. So unfortunately, it, it harkens back to that that uh, that meme or that cliche. Um, we're doing it the way we've always done it, and guess what? It's not working. Uh, primarily because the market has shifted and we're seeing some dramatic shifts. Uh, Clearly, as you said, Bill, war for talent. So postings are up dramatically, but what is down massively is candidate engagement. So, you know, we track our metrics, we track um, our our candidate and applicants uh, very closely. So I would tell you 
that something generic, you know, financial analyst, HR manager, something, something really um, in the middle of the road that uh, tends to attract a lot of candidates where pre-pandemic or, or even, even last summer where we would have seen 75, 100, 150 applicants, believe it or not, we are seeing on average single digits or super low double digits. So I'm talking something like an HR manager with a very prominent brand in the GTA, we're seeing eight to 17 applications on Indeed with pay-per-click behind it, sponsored, same with LinkedIn. So it's dire straits and what we're seeing, uh, what we're needing to do is even before we put a posting up on behalf of one of our clients, we're going directly to sourcing directly to sourcing because it's the only way we're going to win and we've got to move quickly on behalf of our clients. Okay. Well, uh, there's an obvious follow-up question. Why, why, why is that the case? Why, why are there so few applicants on, on the traditional job boards? Or from and, and this is the big, and this is the big question. And I'm going to tell you right, right up front. Um, I don't know why I don't know why. And I haven't spoken to, and I, I'm chasing the question. I'm chasing for an answer. And I haven't heard a good answer yet. Um, I really haven't. So I, I wish I had something substantial. I wish I had something meaningful. Um, I really don't. The only thing I can, I can attach to it a little bit, and it's kind of province to province. It's kind of cultural. It's kind of regional. But I think the CERB uh, for certain um, socioeconomic roles and the levels that they're in, uh, it has been a massive disincentive getting that that direct deposit into your bank account uh, monthly or or whatever it might be. Um, there is no incentive to get a job at or near the same compensation level. I'll give you a perfect example uh, if you'll allow me to digress. Um, we have a client, very very well known global brand in the GTA that um, is very bilingual centric. If they can get a bilingual candidate for any role in their organization, that is their preference. But in Ontario and in the GTA, that is not sustainable. The market is not big enough. So they made a massive strategic decision to bring their call center back in and uh, take up space in Quebec. It was a massive project. I think it was uh, approximately 30 hires. Uh, we were well-planned. We were well-strategized, well in advance. And we kicked this off, I believe, um, around mid to late February of 2021. And believe it or not, Bill, um, we didn't get a single, not a single hire in Quebec. Not one. And these, this is a good company. This is a very well-paying job. It was primarily work from home. Uh, like I said, a big brand, a big banner, room to move, room to move within the organization not a single hire. The rates weren't there and the quality simply wasn't there. And somehow, for whatever reason, which I still can't qualify, is um, we shifted it back to the GTA and filled almost every one of those roles in Toronto uh, and they were bilingual. Um, I have no rhyme or reason to that, but that's the kind of insane uh, juxtapositions that are occurring out there in the market. Okay, sounds like we need a part three to this uh, state of uh, recruit, recruitment conversation. <laughs> yeah, it needs to shake itself out, right? It, right? it needs to sort itself out. And because it's human beings on, on both sides of the equation, it will. 
I just don't know when and I don't know how soon. I should just address our US listeners, as you as you probably have told could tell by now. Um, this is quite a Canadian centric episode focused on Canadian recruitment and the, the labor market specifically north of the north of the border. But we will give you plenty of love and attention. Um, over the coming weeks and months, I promise you. Jesse, just a few more questions for you for today. What are the challenges for HR departments right now when it comes to, to attraction and onboarding? I mean, you've spoken about the, the challenges for, for TA professionals. And, and once enough people feel comfortable that the economy is back up and running and, and it's done in a safe way and they feel that enough people have had their second jabs, and certainly that's the case in Canada, a kudos uh, to the Canadian government for, for sorting that out and, and giving uh, the, those second jabs in, in, a, in a faster time period, perhaps than they got the first ones out. You know, what, what will be the challenges then for HR and So in maybe three to six months? I think they're in the midst of it. And unprecedented times, so so there's nothing to fall back on. There's no conventional wisdom or precedent to fall back on. I think um, organizations, particularly ones that have multi-million dollar monthly leases when it comes to real estate um, in, in Canada, particularly in, in, in major urban centers, uh, Toronto uh, being being number one on that list, I think they're struggling to find the perfect formula of work from home and remote working. Um, obviously, there's been a tremendous amount of attention and a lot of success stories and a lot of um, work-life balance and, and uh, happiness around that from people being able to work from home. Uh, there, there's a lot of people that have challenges with it as well. Um, but I think a lot of the, the bigger organizations, the enterprise organizations in Canada, as much as they're saying that they're going to embrace this, they need, they need to fill that real estate one way or another. And it doesn't mean it's going to be on a full-time basis, but what is, what's the right balance? Is it, is it 90-10? Is it 20-70? Is it 50-50? What is it? And it's, it's a scary thing to do for large employers on the HR side, because if you get it wrong, um, it's going to affect you long term. So even let's let's say let's say for argument's sake, the magic number is 55, but they start out at at 70, 30 and the market from a candidate perspective doesn't respond to that out of the gate. They're not going to be able to figure that out for at least a quarter maybe a half a year, maybe longer. So look at what they're going to miss out on. Look at the talent um, that they're going to miss attracting or lose because they didn't get it right. So I think everybody's kind of throwing uh, darts at a board with that respect and uh, trying to figure out um, what way to go forward. But you mentioned the U.S. bill, and I just want to give you a, a quick story on that because uh, I'm getting inbound sales calls literally daily at this point. Uh, and High Road's been more or less at capacity for the last three months. And, and it's going to be the same thing moving forward, if not bigger. I had, a, I had a, an inbound sales call with a, um, let's call them a, um, a business process outsource organization. I wouldn't call them RPO. I wouldn't call them contingent workforce management, but more of a, more of a BPO. And they were struggling down in the States. And I was talking to their CHRO. And I said, if I could wave my magic wand and give you the solution that you absolutely need and that you're looking for, what would that be? And it was on video and she gave me a little bit of a crooked, crooked smile, but she was dead serious. And she said, I'll take your entire team full time for minimum one year. 
And I said, I can't do that, obviously. <laughs> um, but that's, that's what we're dealing with out there. Um, to that point, um, I had a conversation probably two months ago, and it was a million dollar worth of revenue book uh, assignment for High Road, but can't service it. Can't service it. And it's the first time in 23 years in my career where I am hearing all over the place that it's harder to find a good recruiter than it is for, for the to find the talent that the recruiter is supposed to be sourcing. Huh. This is this is why we get Jesse on the show, listeners. <laughs> because we learn. We learn. Um Two more questions for you for today. Yeah, sure. given, given, given the huge amounts of layoffs as a, as a result of coronavirus, did, did we see many companies successfully adopting new automated alternatives to, to duties performed by humans? Maybe, maybe this is the reason why there are no applicants in Quebec. Maybe they've been replaced by robots. Or, or did leaders get used to and benefit from reduced numbers of employees augmented by work from, from home technologies? Yeah, and unfortunately, this goes goes back to this is the quote unquote this is the way we've always done it. So um, unfortunately, I'm not seeing anything um, dramatically innovative. Um, yes, uh, you know, again, cliche at this point. Aside from the use of Zoom and Teams or whatever other face-to-face -face, uh, platform uh, you might have, because everybody's gotten on that bandwagon. Aside from that, I really haven't seen anything that is um, getting me excited uh, post-pandemic. I mean, I've, I've said it before, and, I, and I've said it at uh, Bill at Innovate Work um, keynotes, that I don't think AI is there. You know, the only real success story I've seen there and the only recruitment and talent acquisition AI that I've seen um, uh, deployed in North America at scale would be Ideal Software. And obviously, they had some lightning in the bottle because they were just recently uh, acquired um, by Ceridian, um, they they scooped them up within the last month, and that that's that's not that's public news. So aside from that, I really haven't seen anything innovative. And when the go what I think that harkens back to is when recruitment is in tough times, when talent acquisition is in tough times, um, they who win uh, fall back on a very solid foundation of fundamentals: post the job, screen the resumes. Coordinate the phone screen, do the phone screen, shortlist, push them through the finish line. It's not complicated. It takes passion. It takes tenacity. It takes speed. It takes impact. It takes influence. Uh, but other than that, there's nothing that's getting me excited out there. I wish there was. Always looking. I do demos all the time. Uh, we have a little a procurement marketplace for our clients, and I'm always looking for something new to help my clients do it better, faster, cheaper. And um, nothing in the last 18 months that got, that's gotten me excited. Very interesting because many of us were thinking that, you know, by middle of 2021, uh, everybody would have been replaced by robots. The Terminator would be on his way getting ready. But um, OK, good to know. Um, keep keeping it simple. Keep going back to basics, it sounds like. Um, Jesse, before we wrap up for today, how can our listeners yeah. learn more about all the cool things that you get up to? How can they connect with you personally? You know, myself, I am the founder of Hyro, but as, as most people listening know, my, my self-ordained title is chief sales guy. And like any business development professional out there, uh, I am about as easy to find, um, you know, 
as 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 looking down at your left thumb. Um, so certainly easy to find on LinkedIn. Uh, Jesse Ryan, J E S S E R Y A N at High Road Human Capital. And Bill, you know, I always love to direct people towards our Instagram. It's a bit of a different handle at the accidental occupation. Uh, that's where all of our fun stuff uh, tends to land. And uh, we're getting a lot of engagement there as well. Awesome. Jesse, you are a superstar. I love having you on the show. You're a nice human being as well, just to add to it. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Always a pleasure, Bill. Thank you for having me. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. 